0: You are listening to the Evolution Exchange Podcast Australia, a melting pot of ideas and inspiration shared by some of the most successful tech leaders in Australia. I'm Crystal, and I help connect businesses with tech talent. And today, I'm your host. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Evolution Australia live event. Um, I'm Crystal from Evolution Australia, and I'm really excited to be hosting this event today on a very relevant topic in the tech landscape got two expert guests here today who are very passionate about this topic and will be providing their insights on organizational design, team resourcing, and effective communication in the hybrid working world. So without further ado, we'll just go into some introductions. Pauline, would you like to start us off?
1: Hi all, um, my name is Pauline. I currently am a senior project manager in cyber security. I work, at, work for Westpac Group. Um, my history is probably quite extensive, but I've worked for large companies like IBM and Telstra, and I've worked with um, smaller companies as well. So I've been probably um, in the environment, in the IT environment for over 20 years. Awesome. Thanks, Pauline. Uh, and Martello?
2: Pretty much like yourself, uh, 20 plus years in, in the industry. Uh, in my case, my background is, is a little bit of a mix between product and delivery. Um, basically absolute love uh, digital products. Uh, that's why I do and what I like, uh, what I'm passionate about. Um, part of that, um, specifically related to this topic, uh, is something I wrote about in my master's degree thesis um, a few years back, back in 2018. Um, and found a lot of information about this. Uh, and got really, really interested into the topic uh, back in the day. Right now, I'm um, Senior technical Program Manager at Canva, uh, and prior to that, I've been Product Director.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Miss Fellow. So we'll get started with the discussion, but before we do that, I just want to let everyone in the audience know that we are keeping an eye out on the comments. So if you do have any questions throughout, feel free to post them. We'll try to get through all the questions. Um, so I'll kick us off with the first question here. What are some of the current hybrid work trends and how do they impact the workplace? Marcelo, would you like to start with this one?
2: Sure thing. Uh, one of the things I, I always find interesting is that many, many people will discuss or even argue about uh, sp- be- about something, but because they will call different things the same thing or the same thing differently. Um, so perhaps it will be good to start with defining some, some basic concepts. Um, there's a lot of... In- terms that are being used interchangeably, like uh, virtual team, distributed team, remote work, hybrid workplace, hybrid work, and so on and so forth. So perhaps it would be good to, to start from there. Um, I believe that, or what we'll probably discuss here will be more around the hybrid um, way of working or, or, or hybrid mode, uh, as opposed to other types, like for instance, a distributed team. Distributed teams might be co-located uh, not required not necessarily being remote, they will have to work remotely from each other, but each team will be um, will be on the same place and time. Uh, same thing if, if you when you're talking about um, virtual team, the virtual team, the being remote is just one of many, many attributes of a virtual team, virtual teams will have many, many other attributes. Uh, but sometimes people will call a virtual team, a team that is just remote. Uh, without ticking all the other boxes. Um, Each one of them will have different problems. And that's what makes it so beautiful. Um, For instance, remote teams have um, a little bit of positive and negatives over time. At the moment, in terms of trends, uh, we are now actually seeing some data. Uh, At the beginning of the pandemic, there was really... Not a lot of data and people will make wild guesses about what was going to happen and what the problems will be but just some years later now we have some data around what the what some of the uh, other key aspects are or some of the key issues um, organizations have to deal with or or why it's been great for some and not so great for others uh, which makes the topic um, even more complex Um, for instance some of the things that we are seeing now in terms of positives and negatives are um, people work in longer hours, which is something that it's a little bit counterintuitive. But nowadays, that's that's a reality. Um, we can talk, we can discuss a little bit, about the talk a little bit about why that happens. But that's that's one thing um, there. Also related to that, uh, I I've been hearing the other day uh, Mark Mortensen's tech talk on this, which is pretty pretty good. Uh, And he he talked about three different, actually, three different problems. One being the effectiveness or how well a remote environment is able to deliver on their commitments to stakeholders, Uh, the staffing, how you attract and retain talent. Uh, And lastly, culture, how you create, keep, and maintain the social fabric that the organization is. Um, And that's pretty much each one of those are very challenging in themselves.
1: Yeah, Marcello, I, I tend to agree with you. I think, um, you know, what hybrid means to an environment and a company is very different um, for everyone, you know. I think, you know, companies, no matter how big or small you are, you need to kind of start at the crux of it, you know. I think there needs to be some investment in understanding what hybrid workings for means for your company and what hybrid working or what policies go around that. And I think it's also important to understand that um, policies now now need to be adaptable, right? Um, I think hybrid working, again, depending on what it means to your company and what it means to you, it needs to be adaptable. I think where a person works and where they work and the location, whether it's, here, whether it's overseas, it's now it shifted into the employees' hands rather than before. It was really in the company's hands. Um, so we kind of need to make sure that we understand what does hybrid mean for our company um, and what are the policies and, and, and what does that mean and how will it work? Um, I think some time really needs to invest be invested in shaping that um, for all companies. Um, and I don't think we've done that. I think we all, were all thrown into COVID. You know, everyone was thrown into COVID. But now we've got time to shape that. You know, hybrid working kind of need to be normalised and policies and things need to be set around them. Um, so I do agree with you. I think hybrid versus a distributed team or an offshore team, there are differences between that. Now, I think, you know, some time really needs to be invested in understanding what that means for your company, um, whether it be big or small.
2: That that's that's a really good call. Uh, for instance, um, um, distributed teams will have will face uh, the time zone issue, and we, being in Australia, know that very very well. The time zone issue, if you are talking real, it, might or might not be a problem. Perhaps it's people that are literally ten minutes away, but working from home. So. That's uh, that's exactly what I meant by different problem. Uh, perhaps one way we can define hybrid is very much having that ability to choose, which you just mentioned. Uh, some companies will, will mention hybrid, especially during the, the, the recruiting stage, and say, well, hybrid is coming to the office Mondays and Thursdays, uh, where we will have tacos or uh, provided lunch. Uh, however, I prefer to think about hybrid as means having the ability to choose when and where they work
1: yeah agree i think um i think all that needs to be taken into consideration and people have different preferences right you know we can't just kind of put everyone into one box it you know we're COVID hasn't changed that, right? You know, everyone had their own preferences and everyone had their own ways of working. And, and again, we have to be adaptable around that. Um, and let's not continually reward the longer hours and sending emails at 11 o'clock at nine. And, you know, I think the lines are now very, very blurred between, you know, before when we were packing up, we went to work, you know, got our backpack on, went to work, came home and then we closed the laptop and we left work at work. The lines are very, very blurred now. Like you said, Marcello, you know, there's longer hours, your laptop's always there. You know, um, let's not reward people sending emails at midnight and and working overtime. You know, let's, let's actually recognize the people that are actually doing it well. Let's, let's recognize people that are actually working the work life balance and understanding that and, and helping that. Right. Um, traditionally we kind of were were rewarding people that were staying in the office until 10 o'clock at night. But, you know, I think things actually need to change a lot now. I think there's a
2: question. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, we've
0: got a question here from Melissa um, and she says here, let's unpack asynchronous uh, global working teams in a hybrid working model.
2: Oh, big question! Who wants to Be- take this? <laughs> um, I can I can have a small take of that. Um, synchronous and and, and that's a, that's a really really interesting um, question. In remote in um, distributed teams, synchronicity is key. Is Big topic. Something that teams will have to resolve one way or the other. It can go through the door. It can go through the window. But they will eventually have to solve that. Um, in terms of synchronous versus asynchronous, I was actually saving that for for a question later. But um, one of the key aspects of communication in remote teams is synchronicity versus synchronous versus asynchronous communication. Asynchronous communication will be. Unfortunately, the norm, as opposed to when you are collocated. When you are collocated, synchronous, synchronous communication will be the norm. So, teams will have to adapt to that switch where they now will have to deal with mostly asynchronous communication as opposed to what they had in the past that was synchronous. Synchronous communication being like, for instance, a meeting or we talk to each other face to face at a place, at a time, at the same time. But now we have black, teens, a gazillion channels to reply to. So um, that alone is is a huge change for the individual because they have to deal with a completely different way of communicating with their peers.
1: Machela, I'm just going to extend on that a little bit, to be honest. I think communication previously was look at looked at as a responsibility for a leader or a project manager or someone else like that. The responsibility now lies with everyone, right? Communication now is important for everyone to lead within the environment that we're working in, in a hybrid model or with everyone not located in the same environment. Communication now becomes important for everyone and it becomes everyone's responsibility. It is no longer your leader's responsibility or your project manager's responsibility or someone else's responsibility. Let me be clear, you know, with the power that you have, with working wherever you want, with power comes responsibility, people. So let's be clear, you will now become responsible for communicating. You will now become responsible for even leading some of that communication. You can no longer turn around to another desk and say, oh, by the way, did you want to hop into a meeting room? Life doesn't work that way anymore. So the asynchronous global type of working team um, becomes everyone's responsibility, not just one person's, right? And I think, you know, again, there's pros and cons with being in a hybrid model, but this is one of, could be a pro or con depending on your um, your personality, but... It's now your responsibility to become a leader and start communications very clearly. Um, and, and like you said, you know, it's it, it, it's it's all based on resources, right, Marcello? Like you you, you quoted that, you know, uh, with distributed resources, you know, I think we need to think about how important resource sourcing it has now become, right? Um, you know, we need to understand that Well, um, picking resources and trying to work and help those resources is going to be a lot harder, you know. Um, If you are working in an environment where you have to achieve achieve a goal in a small amount of time, then pickings for resources become very, very important, right? Um, You need to pick a resource that you don't have to train, you don't have to, um, you know, lead, you don't have to... Um, facilitate you know if resource picking then becomes people that can communicate that can get online that can lead that can achieve in a small amount of time so I think you know resource acquisition also in this environment will become very very important right you will become pickier at getting those resources.
2: 100 percent and back to to what you mentioned about leadership uh, leadership is probably part of and an, an responsibility of communication, and who owns who owns communication of a, of a project or or a specific war stream. Uh, now it's it's a lot fuzzier. However, I do think that something extremely important to me, the top priority, number one priority for a leader when it comes to communication in a remote environment, will be around to pick what is synchronous, what must be synchronous, and Because everything else will be asynchronous. So it's like, for instance, uh, if you're talking about uh, agile methodologies, agile methodologies are designed specifically for face-to-face. And now what you have is very much the opposite as the norm. So you have to be very, very careful in thinking about, okay, What is going to be synchronous and how will we reinforce that and how we are going to make that work and how we're going to make that valuable? Because that time will be very expensive. And secondly, it needs to pay off because otherwise people will not show up because now they can't. Awesome. Yeah,
1: totally agree. agree.
0: Thanks, Pauline. Um, we do have a comment here by Sean um, if you guys wanted to answer that. So we could say all comms must be async, but now we lose out on the benefits of sync comms and physical whiteboards. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this.
2: Ah, where to start? Well, <laughs> you see here like where I work, right? Um, so here, here's one Here's one thing, uh, and I will start with, with uh, with a little bit personal um, anecdote, but I think it, it's valuable here. I remember back in 2010-ish uh, I was uh, I was uh, in the recruit I, I, I was in the recruitment process for for this company that was a uh, leader in the call center space 2010 okay And while I was sitting there waiting for for one of the interviews there was this huge billboard saying when people is going to stop calling remote work, or when people is going to start calling remote working working which it was again 2010 it was it was pretty shocking it was, it was a, it's a pretty bold statement because the technology at the time was nowhere near to what we have right now all this fancy whiteboarding uh, uh, digital whiteboarding we have with many many products and being one of those you will find um, the technology there was nowhere near. However, the company did manage to make it work. So, personally, I don't believe it's a it's a it's a, it's a problem of whiteboards wars being physical uh, or certain media being physical. Uh, technology, I believe, is 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 now at the point that is it can be even better than that because you can insert comments. You can make that whiteboarding waring exercises synchronous, and then move to the asynchronous space by doing commenting, by um, by linking that knowledge to other knowledge sources, uh, and so on and so forth. So we have already extended on that. Um, the problem perhaps comes with other challenges related to the lack of the face-to-face communication, like, for instance, nonverbal communication, or even worse, when you have some people remote and some people in the room. So those are new challenges.
1: Yeah. Thanks yeah. for that. <laughs> uh anything to add, Holly? Yeah, Sean, I think um I think it's a good point. I think there still is a need for sync synchronized it comes. I, I, I totally understand that. But I guess you need to understand, is that because we that's all we're used to, you know? Um, you know, you you kind of need to understand who who your audience is, uh, and why they need it. And, you know, back to your point, Martello, do they actually need, do we need the face-to-face? You know, Um, the reality is not all jobs need face-to-face. You know, Um, there there are a lot of jobs that, like we all know, can be performed very well without the face-to-face, um, you know, and there are some people that enjoy enjoy being in their own environment and not working face-to-face. The, the, the pros around, you know, um, getting into the office and a, and a collaborative environment is, you know, people have the autonomy to work on tasks at home. And then when they do get into the office, they are ready, right? They are ready, they are engaged and they can collaborate, right? Um, So there are, you know, pros and cons around being face-to-face. But, you know, in a hybrid world, the advantage of being in a hybrid world is when you are together, you are fully engaged. You are ready. You are ready to collaborate. You don't have to do the admin. You don't have to go through all all the stuff that you normally have to go through. You are fully engaged with the people that you are there for. And therefore, people become um, really more time efficient right and that's what you want you want them to be able to be in control of their time and be engaged when they need to be and not be engaged and task oriented when they need to be and I think that's one of the great advantages of being in a hybrid world right yeah
0: I agree with that awesome since we're on the topic of communications already um this was actually a subtopic that we were going to discuss in this event so what I might do is I'll bring back Forward. <laughs> that way, we're still talking about communications. So, the subtopic here is how do you ensure consistent and effective communication amongst stakeholders in a hybrid workplace? Who would like to kick us off?
1: Okay, I'll kick off. Um, so, I think, you know, I, I think that the traditional of, you know, picking up and and making those meetings are important. You know, putting those time slots in people's diaries are important. I still think that they are important. I think even more now. You know, I think building a rapport with all resources and all stakeholders are important. It's just going to take a lot more effort is the reality, right? Um, You know, we, we, we we could before, you know, very easily walk up to someone's desk, but it's actually not the case anymore. It becomes more important. Your technology becomes even more important. So, again, you know, we've been thrown into the COVID environment without making sure that we have the right technology to support our staff and to support moving forward as a collaborative environment there needs to be some investment again no matter what the company is large or small around having virtual whiteboards and still being able to collaborate together um, in in, in an easier environment and also if you do have instances where people are in the office and there are people actually you know uh, working from home It's important to make sure that those people working from home are actually included in it. You know, direct questions to those people, you know, make sure that it's a collaborative environment where you are directing to those offline people and making sure that they have questions and they are included. Um, There are, and COVID has taught us a lot, you know, there are games that you can play to engage people, you know, like, you know, Westpac does a fantastic job or the company, you know, the cybersecurity space that, that I work in, they do a fantastic job of doing things like at our monthly meetings, we, we have, you know, a two truths and a lie. So there's three people targeted in the environment and they have to say three facts about themselves and you the whole environment needs to, you know, 50 or 60 people needs to try and understand whether it's a lie or a truth and it's an ABC type of guessing game. I think... You know, it becomes even more important to engage and communicate and technology becomes imperative for that, right? Um, without investing in your technology, it's just not going to work, right? Our hybrid environment and communication will not work, you know? Um, yes, it's expensive. Yes, you know, yes, it's going to cost you a lot of money. However, property will cost you a lot more money is the reality, right? If you want office space... It is going to cost you a lot more money than doing a one-off investment and operationally t- maintaining your technology.
2: That, that's, a, that's a really good one. And, and that also relates to the trends we were talking about. Now we see a lot of office space vacant. Not long ago, there was not enough space in the CBD. Not enough space ever. And now you, you, you see even 30% rate, uh, vacancy rates. Just unthinkable. So there is an economic side of this, for sure, for sure. Um, in terms of uh, communication and, and going back to the um, synchronous versus asynchronous, um, sorry, I'll move away from that because we talked about it a lot. I would like to talk a little bit about um, one one thing I'm I see repeatedly that is confusing strategy with tactics in terms of your communication. Uh, when working remotely. Um, In terms of strategy or how how you tackle that, um, the strategy should be focused on what your coordination mechanisms will be and your preferred coordination mechanisms. There, There are rivers of ink written about how teams collaborate. However, at the end of the day, it comes down to how you make this person to be on the same page with this other person, and take that to the group level, or department level, or whole whole sections of the company. How do you make sure that synchronization happens, and how how do you make sure they are aligned? Uh, if if in the past you you relied on direct supervision, and you want to move a remote, that's gone, because you cannot directly supervise anything anymore, right? And that's why some, some companies are can be a little bit apprehensive and can be a little bit reluctant or hesitant about all this because they might have some preferred coordination mechanisms that are no longer relevant, being direct supervision, one of those. Um, so there are some options there. Like, for instance, you can rely on standardization of your processes. However, if you do that you will be far less flexible when it comes to change. You will be basically less agile. Because if you standardize everything, you standardize your inputs, your outputs, yeah, that's all good. But what happens if you have a unique problem? And nowadays, unique problems are more likely the norm. (laughs) So that's pretty much the, the rule, not the exception. So standardization is one way to do that, but Again, you will lose your 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 flexibility, your ability to respond to change. Um, so then you will have to come up with other ideas around how you skill people, how you create these skills for people to be able to synchronize, to work, to align on things without some of those mechanisms. Um, the other thing that I think, and, and this is more on the on the product end um, that I that I have seen, is related. In terms of the strategy, is um, there's one thing that needs to be clear, that is the vision. Where are you going and why? And this is true both for initiatives, i.e., projects, and for entire products and product lines. The number one thing you will have to make sure from from your strategy is that everyone is aligned on a vision, and you need to make extra sure that everyone understands the why behind things because you will have a lot more of autonomous decision, a more autonomous decision making. So if they are not aligned on where they are going and why, then you will have lots of inefficiencies across the board. And then you can go to tactics. Like for instance, um, there's this really, really good um, talk from one of our uh, super good leads, uh, Adam Shuk. He would talk about uh, the importance of documentation. Uh, in the past, we we tried to get rid of the documentation and now it came back because of all this async communication. And now we rely on documentation more than we used to. Now, the documentation uh, today is a lot better because you can navigate, you will have different ways of connecting knowledge uh, and create uh, and, and summarize data and pull data across different Um, different systems, so all of that now is there. So there's more enablement from the technology side. Um, However, you still need to be good at at, uh, documenting, which was a skill that was in the past. We shouldn't worry about that anymore. And now if someone can write an amazing uh, um, knowledge-based article about something that's now really valuable because people will start accessing it asynchronously.
1: Yeah, I think you're right, Marcello. I think it's now become more important to have some type of baseline or a starting point and whether that be a documentation form or otherwise, I think you're right, the importance of making sure that everyone has the same vision um, and everyone has a starting point is very, very important because that's where you you begin your your journey together, right? You know, Um, I think with... You know the advances of technology and the advances of AI and 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 everything like that. It, it becomes more important to to make sure that yeah, fine, we've got a starting point, and we've got a document, but it becomes more important to understand the value of collaboration. Right? We can all go online and try and get all the information and put a document together, and Chat GPT will put a couple of pages together for you. Not a problem, um, but. You know, making sure that we have that collaboration and different types of resources and experience versus non-experienced and fresh resources and graduates, and being able to collaborate um, using all the technology that we need in a hybrid, you know, a work a hybrid working environment. It it encourages critical thinking, right? You know, going back to the agile methodology. You know, again, we can get a lot of information online. It, it, but the information isn't going to encourage critical thinking what what will encourage that is people getting together collaborating whether it's online whether it's in an office we really need to encourage that because we're not going to progress otherwise you know everything that that chat gpt is going to grab offline is going to stay online and no one else is going to write anything else um and th- that's the scary part i think so with hybrid working you know, it becomes more important to make sure that we can communicate together and we can efficiently work together with resources to encourage that type of thinking and move forward. You know, and and create ideas and and really encourage each other to uh, work together and meet a certain goals. You know, I, I think that becomes really really important.
2: That's that's yeah. that's really good. Uh, and, and and to add to that, um, I would I would also say that one of the key challenges in that communication in that uh, collaboration you just mentioned is how we supplement our natural ways of working how our brain is assigned to communicate uh like for instance the other day i got this really interesting um survey about the use of emojis at work and number one five years ago that survey wouldn't have existed Okay, so so just for the starters. Now, it, it's a thing. It's a thing. And, and you can see it everywhere. And that makes a lot of sense because emoji supplements a lot, a lot from our nonverbal communication because it's not there. But some part of us still needs that. We need to understand the tone. What tone are you using to communicate that? Um, what is something that catches your eye? Because now you have... Huge walls of text and 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 we are not really programmed to navigate that very well. So you can stare some insert some cues here and there but using emojis and so on and so forth. But at the same time, um, one of the questions I love was one uh, that was really I would say um, we which emojis and no-no are the work? And everyone was pretty sure about which one. Um, so <laughs> So, so that's the thing that we still have those uh, those natural ways of communications that want to come up, but uh, we we haven't. I don't believe we haven't yet find a, a good mix uh, between the two. Um, like for instance, now we have this this other tendency that was very very patent at the, at the beginning of the pandemic, that was a uh, Zoom fatigue. We found, and this is new data, we found that because we have so many faces in a in a plane at the same time and we're looking at all these faces at the same time as opposed as we looking eye to eye with and making eye contact with one person at a time, our brain would get fatigued and our ability to process information will be lower. So that's another thing that didn't go very well, that should have gone well but didn't. So again, still navigating that that those extensions thanks to technology, but at the same time how how they work uh, on, on us, because we're designed to communicate in a completely different way.
0: Yeah, I love that, especially the emoji survey. Personally, like, if I'm talking to someone and they don't send me an emoji, I assume they're mad at me. <laughs> 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 like, you have to send me an emoji, otherwise I think there's something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Um, I'll move on to the next question. So... For both of you in the project and program management space, a lot of what you do is actually people management, which brings me to this question. How do you manage resources in a remote workplace? And how do you ensure that you have the right mix of skills and experience uh, to meet a project's demand?
1: I'll take that one. It's it's fine. I'll I'll take it from a project perspective. You know, I do have a bit of a narrow view. Let me clarify with everyone. I have a bit of a narrow view for this one. so I guess within the, the, a project space, um, I think it becomes, again, quite critical to make sure that there is a fit within the environment that you're working in. Um, you know, it, projects tend to be, whether they are agile or um, waterfall, agile, wagile, whatever you want to call it, um, you know, y- what you want to do is make sure that that the people that you, the resources that you're working with um, A, have a thorough understanding of what you're hoping to achieve. You know, whether that, Marcello, whether that be via documentation, whether that be otherwise. I did say earlier that communication is everyone's responsibility. However, when you initiate a project, it it becomes a lead responsibility, right? You know, there needs to be a clear understanding of what you're hoping to achieve, what everyone's roles are. You know, we go back to a RACI or whatever you want to call them, roles and responsibilities, You know, things need to be defined initially. Um, Getting the right resources on board becomes quite critical, right? What you wanna do is make sure, and even more that people can communicate. You need to make sure that you have, um, because you can't walk up to that person's desk, you have the right fit for your environment, okay? If you are working with a whole bunch of developers, Um, There is no need to put someone that's an extrovert in amongst them. I'm not sure that's going to be a a really synced environment, right? You are not going to achieve what you need to achieve. Um, If I'm working on a new cybersecurity initiative um, and I plot in someone that has no idea about cybersecurity, it will work, but... They need to be able to communicate with the right people again i know we keep coming back to the communication piece however it's all about making sure that everyone understands what your goal is and working with the right resources is critical and and that's not any different to to what it was before COVID. is the reality right the reality is we always want to make sure that the resources fit into the environment fit into the culture and are able to communicate. But the communication piece now becomes even more critical, right? Um, you know, my cello, I think we discussed the loudest person in the room, you know, how, how, how? You know, there's no room all of a sudden, you know. Do you use more emojis? You know, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, but, but I guess it's it's more about a cultural bit around what you're hoping to achieve, right? And resource pickings, we have the ability now to pick from a wide world of resources now, right? We don't have to, you don't have to be located in Sydney. You don't have to, you could be located in France. You could be located in Spain. You could be located in India. My my choice of resources is much wider now, all of a sudden, because of this hybrid environment. And again, positive, not a negative, right? You, You can now be pickier about your resources, but it's the same thing. You need to be able to support them appropriately.
2: That uh, support part is is, is key. I, I absolutely agree with that. Um, one thing perhaps I would like to pick up is something, Pauline, you mentioned on one of the uh, previous questions uh, related to skills. Um, I believe right now, at least for me, um, one of the key issues when it comes to resourcing is, related, is very much related to certain skills and personality treats and skills and personality treats are two different things, okay? Um, certain skills and personality treats that were not, were overlooked before or were not as important. One of them, as, as, as we mentioned, um, is perhaps it's um, related to the ability to not get distracted by being bombarded by messages. Some people have over time built a really good discipline Around how to find focus time, and 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 this is this is really a bit of a paradox because in theory now we are talking about all this asynchronous communication, and we talk about now now the norm is asynchronous, and we have to find and kind of plan for slash force the synchronicity the synchronicity in communication. However, however, at the same time, today I find it a lot easier to get distracted because of all this uh, asynchronous communication going on and basically you're being bombarded because people will just shoot you a message when they feel like or they need to versus, okay, now now where I find me time for getting stuff done? Where do I find focus time? And I've seen a wide range of solutions to that from different people, all the way from people that would just lock their calendars and not allow any meetings or any type of communication and turn off... Slack or, or Teams um, or other people that are just really good to have small pauses to re- respond, reply, and then go back to focus work. Is there is there a, a best way? I don't think so. I think it's very much uh, whatever words for, um for you. But that's a skill, and that's definitely something I will be looking into when I'm when I'm working w- within a team, in the context of a team. How good is this person at managing this asynchronous communication, getting stuff done at the same time? Uh, which is a lot to ask, by the way. Um, now, in terms of personality, um, I have, for instance, in my case, I have a pretty pretty weird combination of being an extrovert, but very shy. Um <laughs> It's, 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 it's a really bad combination. Um, however, that has been again a blessing and a curse uh, in in uh, when when going fully full remote. Uh, for instance, um, because I'm an extrovert, I need contact and chat with people, and I need a lot of feedback. Right now, I don't get that feedback that often, so. That's one personality trait that is, that is important. In the past, being an extrovert was immediately a good thing. Now, I think it's a time for the introverts to thrive <laughs> because now they have, they have this, this big opportunity and, and that's not a, a minor thing. That's not a minor thing. Um, and same things in terms of, uh, of um, being shy versus not being shy. So Some people will not be great at uh, public speaking um, for a number of reasons, uh, but however, technology can, you can just turn your camera off or toss your message on the chats until you're comfortable and then you can start talking. So you have more options now. So I think the, um, the remote work has uh, evened up the game a little bit, uh, especially towards the introverts. Oh,
0: that. Thanks, Michelle. Um, We do have a question here earlier, um, if you guys would like to answer it, which says, can you speak to those of us who are working at global companies where we frequently need to meet with people from Europe or NA so we can't really have normal working hours? So I think this question was more in relation to our first subtopic on the different types of... um, Hybrid work, flexible working, distributed change. Would anyone like to take this question?
2: Can you say that one one again for me? Uh, once again yeah. for me. Because I lost the first part, sorry about that.
0: Yeah. Can you speak to those of us working at global companies where we frequently need to meet with people from Europe or North America? So we can't really have normal work hours. So hey.
2: Ah, oh, remote, oh distributed teams. That's definitely something I I, I don't miss. <laughs> um, so few few pointers or 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 few uh, few ideas. One one of the things, one of the key drawbacks of the of um distributed teams. Um, I, I remember when when after, um, when all this remote, um, working started being uh, like. Pretty much a fad, and everyone would talk about now. Everyone talks about generic generative AI, right? But at the time, we, we have a lot of lots of experts on 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 remote working. Um, now, distributed working, as I mentioned, had different different problems. Time zones being one of them, and one of the promises back uh, when as we uh, moved away from 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 lockdown was well, now we have enabled this infinite warflow warforce and you can you can you can recruit from anywhere in the world and you can have you you can tap into the the brains whatever they are um and that kind of didn't happen um and part of the reason is because you 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 again will um run into the all the problems you have with distributed teams one of them being long hours i.e. having to work in a different time zone or having to stretch among time zones, I remember one one time that I would have to stretch all the way from Bangalore to San Francisco, and everything in between. So I could barely have like proper time to sleep. Um, so what I can what I can say about that is that you really really need to start unders- um, looking at the picture, as in. What is really important, and what, are the, where, what information is needed and what's my workflow? That's why I was thinking of workflow as workflow, workflow, workflow the workflow. For instance, if you're a developer and you, have, you, you make a commitment, so, so you commit code at one time and you have to wait six hours until the code review comes back because of the time zone. then you look at the next day, then you resolve it, then you send that back then your cycle time for resolving anything will be infinite because you have this ping pong. Uh, so the number one thing I, I highly recommend is to start looking into process optimization. Good old-fashioned um, old lean optimization where you can understand where you have all these wait times and why you have them and then resolve them in the most practical way that it is not you staying up all night because that will be the default. So by default, you will stay up, you will coffee nap like there was no tomorrow every day so you can be around when everyone else is around or X or Y team is around. And there will always be a really good excuse to be up late. Um, My recommendation there is definitely don't do that. Think about the, the, the overall process. Think about your workflow and optimize to minimize those wait times. So you don't have to deal with that.
1: And remember, it's all about your longevity at the end of the day, right? Let's let's be honest. You know, um, you know there are some. You know there are certain times where you will need to do it more. But that the, your longevity is your responsibility, right? So, for example, in the same example, Marcello, if you're the developer and there's a ping pong situation where you're going back and forth, you need to. You need to set the expectation with whoever you're delivering to. Okay, I can work six, eight hours straight. However, although it's not normal hours, going back to the question, it's not normal hours, you need to normalise hours for yourself. Is, is, is eight hours of work normal for you? Is 10 hours of work normal for you? Your longevity really is your responsibility, right? Um, I don't believe there are many workplaces left where there is an expectation where you're working 12 hours, you know, your your 10 hours may be overnight, right? It may be overnight. Your 10 hours may be overnight, but then that may become your normal work hours, right? There needs to be hours where you rejuvenate. There needs to be hours where you can restart, right? So I think, you know, it is it's not all your responsibility, but it's partly your responsibility to kind of say, there, there's there's a line where we can't cross and there's longevity that I need to take care of because whatever you're working on will be done and dusted and you need to suffer the consequences later on for the next part you're working on. Um, so I think, you know, what normal hours means for everyone is different for everyone, depending on your time zone, depending on, depending on what, you, what you're working on, depending on a lot of things. Um, But normal hours needs to be defined by you, right, is the reality. Um, And negotiated with your employer. It's, again, not all in your hands. It needs to be negotiated and you need to set the expectation. My normal hours is I can stretch myself to 10, but I can't do 24 hours. It's not possible, you know. Um, So I think normal hours for everyone is different. Um, I don't think anyone has... Nine to five anymore. I think it's very, very different in the environment we're working.
2: Yeah, yeah, hundred uh, percent. One, perhaps another thing to to mention back to the sync versus async, uh, and and relating that to um, another thing we mentioned about culture, another thing we mentioned about personality. Um, it also depends on 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 what you personally want. Uh, some yes. people is completely okay and really like to just meet in different time zones. And manage their time in between and that's awesome yeah. however for instance if you ask that to me I will say it's a, it's a big no because I have a family and I really want to prioritize being around when they are around and awake so uh, it, it all depends on, on on personal choices now back to, to the company and um, it, it's also part of the culture as well if everything needs to be synchronous even though people will be in different time zones, basically that is part of the culture. You have a pretty a, a, a combination of pushing being synchronous or need to be synchronous because of the of the nature of the work or the nature of how the the, 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 the company communicates or prefers to communicate and um, how that impacts uh, on, on people. You, can, you might end up with really toxic cultures by the way um so that at the end of the day is also a a question for the type of company you're working in and if that's a culture you agree to you're part of and you adhere to or not and it's like yeah that's right Marcello yeah
1: 100% yeah 100% with you I think you know I think it goes back to the you know what does hybrid working mean for your for for your company and and the the culture that they're working in? You know, like, the, do they have the expectation of you working with remote people, uh, a distributed team, and, and what does that mean for you? And again, let let's go back to 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 this to the core thing of what does hybrid working mean for every company? A definition, a policy, a something needs to be invested in to make sure that that's communicated with the next resource, you know? It's not a couple of lines in an advertisement. Oh, by the way, we offer hybrid working. Okay, well, what does that mean, really? Let's be honest. What does that really mean?
2: Yes, that, that's a really good call. All, all the way from... So, so now that is something that will be mentioned. It's a bullet point. It's like standard bullet point in any Java template now. Uh, so the thing is that it will be on you as an employee or future employee to really ask what that means.
0: I agree. Yeah, completely agree with that. All right, before we wrap this up, is there anything else you guys wanted to add? No. Okay, great. Well, I just wanna say a big thank you to Marcelo and Pauline for this amazing discussion on the winning equation in a hybrid working world. Um, At the end of this event, we will go through and check the comments, see if we've missed any questions and um, they will go and reply to you directly. Other than that, um, thank you and hope to see you again next time.